Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode on Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Today we're going to be talking about how to stop repelling your wife, or the tale of the mosquito and the dictator. This is one of my favorite things to teach. I'm excited to go through this with you today. So what it boils down to when we are pushing our wife away, it actually is from something that you wouldn't expect. It's from when we actually need our wife for something, when we appear needy to her. Okay, And we appear needy to her when we don't really respect, love, and value ourselves. Okay, We start using our wife to do that for us. Okay, we talked last week about the person versus object idea that she's her own person versus she's an object to sort of get you what you want or she's an obstacle in the way of what you want. Okay, so when you need your wife to build up your self-esteem, she's an object, right? It's her job to help you feel good about yourself if you don't already feel good about who you are. So this is when you start needing your wife in the wrong way. And typically we go one way or the other. We either act more superior to her, we feel superior, or we act inferior. Okay. They're actually both kind of different sides of the same coin that when we don't really value ourselves, we either kind of put ourselves below our wife and we really want her to give us appreciation and attention. I call that being a mosquito. Or we go above her and we say, I'm better than you. My opinions matter more than yours because we need her to be lower than us, right? To feel like we are valuable or our opinions count. But where we want to get to is where we love and respect ourselves to such a high degree. It's just like flowing out of us and we're just giving that to our wife and the people around us. And we respect ourselves equally to our wife and equally to those around us. Okay. We see each other on that equal footing. But I want to go into these different ways that we tend to repel our wives by being needy. Okay. The first way is by being what I call the dictator. And this is a, a sort of better than position. So you know you're in that dictator mode if you tend more towards controlling your wife. You know, if you tra- if you make decisions without telling her about them, whether that's about finances, or whether that's about you know schooling, or whether that, that that's about the kids, you just say, "Here's how we're doing it because this is the best way because I know better." Basically, is what you're saying. Okay. You also you know, get to where you feel like you're owed praise for anything you do to help out around the house. So if you change a diaper, you really expect her to, you know, bow down and tell you how great you are. And if you don't, you're going to get mad immediately, right? You're just going to say, you know, I can't believe, you know, look what I did for you. This was your job and and I didn't have to do it. And, you know, why aren't you appreciating me? I'm not going to do it anymore, right? So the key phrases that you might hear yourself either saying out loud or thinking to yourself are, you owe me, right? You owe me this. Guys, we can get this way with sex sometimes with our wives where we feel like, hey, I'm providing for you. You know, I'm, you know, taking care of the kids. I'm helping out. So, you know, that's part of the deal. We're married and, you know, sex should be part of that. Like I expect that from you as my wife. Okay. What I want you to see there though, is really you're treating her like a prostitute. You really are. If you feel like your wife owes you sex for helping out around the house or for providing for her or paying the bills, right? Basically, they're saying, I bought, 
excuse me, I bought sex from you by doing these things. Now you owe it to me. Okay. Is that going to make her excited about sex? No, for sure not. Okay. So you're also going to say things like, I deserve, I deserve your appreciation. I deserve your attention. And you're going to be saying things like, I, I just know better, right? Oh, you know, that's nice. You think that, but like I went to school longer and, you know, I just know more about money. So it's nice you think that way, but you know, come on, like I know better. So your need here is to put her down to make you feel good. That's the neediness aspect, right? You need her to be lower than you so that you feel good. This is where bullying comes from. If you look at your kids, right? Typically a bully is someone who really doesn't feel that good about themselves. And so they go around saying how great they are and putting other people down because they need to feel above the people around them. So they try to push the people around them down, right? So if this is you, you know, that's okay. <laughs> this is the, the the first step to recovery is acceptance, right? And seeing what's going on. And I think we all slip into this sometimes. Um, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But, um, you know, when you feel that you owe me, you know, I deserve, I know better. Okay. You're in that dictator mode and that is repulsive to your wife. She does not want to be around you when you're acting like that. So, and I like to think about, we'll, we'll talk about Goldilocks and the three bears a little bit here uh, about a few things. So, one is asking. So if you're in the dictator mode, you ask too much. Okay. You ask too much of your wife. You want her to do this and this and this and this because that's how you want it and that's how you expect it. Okay. And you don't really care what her opinion is about it. You listen too little. Okay. When she says something, when she brings an opinion to you, you don't really consider it. Or you're kind of like treated as cute. Oh, that's nice, but we're not really going to do that. And you give too little. Okay. You don't really do much around the house. You don't really, you know, go outside of what you think your responsibilities are, whether that's just doing the work, you know, making the money for the house. You don't really think outside of that. All right. So that's the dictator. The other way we can go is, is this less than feeling, feeling less than our wife. So I call this being a mosquito or sometimes a doormat. In this case, you go around and your your main priority is making your wife happy. But why, right? Here's what you got to really consider. Why are you doing that? You're doing that because you want her to praise you for it. You want her to give you attention, appreciation, affection, okay? So you're buzzing around and you're trying to, you know, do the dishes or take care of the kids or, you know, uh, spend money on her that you don't have. Why? Because you're hoping she'll see that, right? She'll see that and she'll, you know, give you that appreciation or give you that hug or have sex with you finally. Right. Um, so whatever she says goes, right. If she wants to put a new kitchen in and you really don't, you just do it because you think that's going to make her happy. And then she's going to tell you how great of a husband you are. Okay. So I would, this was my main kind of go-to for years and years. <laughs> I can, so that's why it's easy for me to think of examples for this is, you know, I, we'd go on a date or, uh, you know, I'd, I'd really think hard about what, what clothes I was going to wear. So I could choose one that she really liked and that made her happy. And we try to do things that, that made her happy. And, you know, if I said one thing and messed up during the date, I thought, oh man, I, I screwed up. Now I'm never going to get that attention or appreciation. It was all for nothing. Right. And 
The thing is, you know, sometimes it works for a little bit. Sometimes your wife will give you that attention, appreciation, affection, but eventually she kind of senses this. She kind of like hears that buzzing, right? She kind of feels that like prick on her skin and she realizes, hey, you know, he's not doing this just because he wants to be that kind of husband or he wants to serve me. He really is looking for that appreciation or attention or affection from me. He's trying to suck something out of me. He's not trying to give me something. He's trying to get and eventually she gets tired of it. She notices the buzz. She wants to swat that mosquito away. Okay. Sometimes I call it a doormat because we just let her do whatever she wants because, you know, we feel like sometime it'll be our turn, right? Someday, you know, if I let her do everything she wants, she's going to say, now we can do what you want. And you just wait and wait and wait for that to happen. And it never seems to happen. Okay. You also... What you're doing here is you're making your wife responsible for your feelings and your actions, right? You're saying, well, if my wife's happy with it, then I'm going to do it. If she's not happy, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to ask permission for everything I do. I'm going to ask permission to go out with friends. I'm going to ask permission to do whatever. Okay, your wife doesn't really want to be your mother. At least she doesn't want to be your mother if she wants to have like a good passionate connection and you don't want that either. But when you act this way, where you're just trying to get that attention, affection, you're really putting her in like more of this parent role. And it's just not a good situation for anybody. You're also needing your wife to manage your self-worth and your anxiety. Okay. So, you know, you want her to tell you how great you are all the time because you can't really do that by yourself. And you're doing all these things so she can just feed you that appreciation. And when she's not happy, you feel upset. You feel like you're a failure right? Ah, you know, I I planned this great day and she, she didn't smile as much as I thought. So I failed. Or, you know, I got her these flowers and she, she didn't, you know, jump up and give me a kiss. So I failed. Right. Again, easy for me to think of these examples because I was doing this for a long time. (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm helping with the kids I'm I'm cleaning. I'm, I'm not pushing for sex, even though it's important to me because I'm trying to respect her, but I'm just waiting and waiting and hoping that someday she'll finally like be open to having sex. So if you find yourself saying a lot of, you don't appreciate me, or I just want to make you happy, okay, you're probably in that mosquito mode. And again, your need here is your wife's approval or appreciation, or even, or at least somebody's, okay? So when I was in this mode for a long time, you know, I really thought to myself, I'm the perfect husband. <laughs> I really thought that. Like, I'm the perfect husband. I'm serving her. I'm doing all these things. She doesn't recognize it, but, you know, at least her friends will, or at least like, my parents will, or at least people at church will, like somebody will recognize it. And that felt good. But again, you know, I was doing all these things to get something, not to give, to get. And that's the key. If you're, if you're out to get something from it and that's your main intention and you're upset if you don't get it. Okay. You know, you're in mosquito mode. So again, mosquitoes, we tend to ask too little, you know, we don't make requests of our wife hardly ever. I was doing that for years and years. We give too much. So give too much, I mean, we give when we don't want to, okay? And not only when we don't want to, but when it's going to be detrimental to us, okay? We kind of give at our own expense. And we listen too much. Her opinion is too important to us, okay? Whatever she says goes, whether we like it or not. The other thing I want you guys to realize is it's very common to shift between that doormat and mosquito uh, and that dictator until you get more what I call developed. Okay. So 
what would happen with me and what happens with a lot of guys I talk to is they'll go mosquito mode for a long time. They'll bend over backwards, do everything their wife wants, you know, cooking, cleaning, I'm taking care of everything, hoping, hoping that someday she'll recognize it and give you attention. And then they just get sick of it and they blow up, right? Finally, like, I'd be like, sheesh, I'm doing this forever. I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm sick of this, right? You do it yourself. Screw this. I'm not doing it anymore, right? So we kind of flip from dictator to developed, or sorry, from uh, mosquito to dictator. And why is that? Again, it's because we don't have that really clear sense of who we are. We're doing things not for the right reasons, okay? We're trying to manage our own self-worth through our wife, and that's why it's easy to switch between them. So a developed person, on the other hand, you know, they have a strong sense of self. So when they come to a situation, they try to first try to understand where their wife's coming from, and then they express their views, and then they get to something that works for both of them, okay? You stay true to who you are while also respecting and honoring your wife, okay? You see spouse, your wife as your equal, right? Not as better than you, not as worse than you as your equal. And we ask just right. We, we make requests of our wife, you know? We say, hey, this is important to me. I'd like to do this. We give just right, okay? We give for the right reasons. We give because we want to, because we want to be that kind of husband. And we listen just right, right? So, you know, when she says, hey, I like this, you might take that in consideration and you might say, well, that's fine, you like that, but I like this, okay? Music, for example, or movies, right? She might like that and you might like something else and that's fine. Um, Or, you know, about money, right? You listen to her, but you don't just let her make all the decisions and you don't make all the decisions. You get to a place that makes sense for both of you. You're able to manage your own sense of self-worth, okay? Manage your own anxiety, not try, have her try to manage it by telling you how great you are. And your goal, again, it, when you're doing these nice things for her, it's to serve her, not to make her happy, not to manage her emotions so you can feel good about yourself. So key phrases for this, this guy, it's going to be, you know, let me understand you, and here's where I stand, and let's work something out. Let's find something that works for both of us. And really relies on you having a strong sense of yourself and respect for your wife. So, again, because it depends on this so so much, I want to talk about where not to base your self-worth. So, you don't want to base your self-worth in anything that compares to other people. So, let me give you some common examples. Accomplishments, your job, um, you know, your business, your um, achievements in school, right? Uh, because that's a lot of times based on other people. Like that's good because you did better than somebody else. Popularity, how how many friends you have, how how much respect you get at church or at work or uh, you know on Facebook or wherever. Wealth, how much money you have, right? You don't want to base your self worth there because again, it's it's in relationship to people around you. Well, I have more, so I feel better, right? Attributes, how smart you are, how beautiful you are. Okay, because again, that's based on comparison to other people. I'm smart because I'm smarter than this other person, or I'm beautiful because I'm prettier than this other person, or more handsome, right? All of this, your worth is based on someone being below you, okay? And it's fragile, right? Because if you're basing it just on that, like that could change. You could lose your money. You could become less popular, right? You could get brain damage and not be not be as intelligent. You could get in a car wreck and your face could get messed up, right? So very fragile. Um, 
a good question to ask yourself is how would I feel if everybody else had this? Okay. So if you're thinking to yourself, ah, you know, I don't really fall into that that much. Just think like if everybody were as smart as we, as smart as me, if everybody made as much money as me, if everybody, you know, um, looked as good as me, right? Um, how would I feel? And if the answer is I wouldn't like it, then you know you're kind of basing your worth there. And I had this problem too. For me, it was mainly about accomplishments and achievements. You know, I felt great because I, I went to a good school or I got good grades or you know, I made this much money. So I want to talk about where you should or the best place to base your self-worth. Base it in unchangeable things. Okay, things that are not based on comparison. So for if you're religious like me, uh, you can re- just remind yourself you're a son of God. That doesn't change, okay? And your wife also is a child of God, a daughter of God. So that's equal, right? And the people around you, we're all children of God. Feeling God's love for you is so powerful. This is something I really focus on and ask to feel God's love for me every day. One of the things that's been helpful for me lately to do that is just to sit and be grateful for the things God's done for me. The feeling, uh, feeling love of others for you. So it's hard for you to feel God's love for you. Think you have people that really love you just for who you are, like not based on what you do, but for who you are as a person. You know, I have a few people in my life that really emit that kind of love. It's just so powerful to be around because it's a reflection of God's love. If you don't believe in God, just remember you're a perfectly evolved human being. You're here for a reason. You have worth just as a human being, infinite worth, actually, and infinite potential infinite worth, infinite potential. Infinite, again, doesn't compare to others, right? We're all infinite. We all have that infinite worth, infinite potential. Sometimes it's a little bit tricky to to contemplate infinite. So, you know, just think if I'm worth $100, so is my wife, so is my son, so is the guy on the street, so is the drug addict, right? We're all worth that $100, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we've done, no matter what we're not doing, okay? no matter what we have, no matter what we don't have. Another thing is to see failures as chances to grow. Okay, This has to do with worth too, because if, if you're tied up in accomplishments, you always want wins, you always want successes, and you see any failure as a blow to your self-esteem. Again, I was there for a long time, but now I'm you know working, and sometimes I still fall into that for sure. But seeing those failures is, hey, like, that's fine. My worth didn't change because this didn't happen because I didn't make that much money because I didn't, you know, do whatever. I didn't grow my business as fast as I wanted. Right. Um, seeing that more as a chance to, to just grow and develop and remembering it doesn't affect my worth. And I still have so much, I have so much to be grateful for, right? The most important things in my life really don't have to do with money. My relationship with my family, my relationship with kids, my relationship as I do this work and, you know, help share what I've learned with other guys, you know, it's, it's powerful. You know, seeing our wealth as a blessing to share with others instead of like, oh, I have more than you, so I'm cool, I'm better, right? Having that gratitude, having that fullness, not feeling like you need more, being grateful for what you have, okay? All right, so a couple examples of how these different types will approach different problems in marriage. So with, uh, with money, a dictator is going to come in just to say, hey, Here's how, here's how we're managing it. I don't care what you have to say. A doormat or a mosquito, they're going to say, oh yeah, let's spend whatever, whatever you want. Even if you don't have money, even if you don't want to spend the money. Okay. A developed person is going to come in and say, okay, you want the kitchen. I want to invest this money. Let's figure out something that's going to work for both of us and understand where we're both coming from. See if we can find something 
not so much that's a compromise. I don't really like compromise so much, but something that is a win for both of you, right? That you both can be excited about. With cleaning, a dictator is going to say, hey, like, that's all your work. Do it this way. That's the way I want it, right? A doorman or a is going to say, I'm going to clean everything, right? You don't have to do anything. I'm going to do it all with the hopes that, you know, your wife's going to finally appreciate you. And then you're going to get resentful as you're doing all this, even though you don't want to, right? Um, and then the, the developed is going to say, Hey, like, here's, here's what I'd like to do. Here's what, here's what you'd like to do. You know, let's find something that works for both of us. With sex, a dictator is going to say, Hey, you owe it to me. Let's do it. Whether you want to or not. Doormat or mosquito is going to say, uh, you know, let's do it as much or as little as you want. And I don't really have any input. We're just going to follow your lead on this. Um, the developed is going to say, Hey, like, this is what's important to me. This, these are the types of things I'd like to try. You know, let's find something that works for both of us. Again, works for both of us. That's the key phrase for the developed person. Parenting dictator is going to say, this is how we're doing it. This is where we're taking our kids. This is where they're going to college, right? Doorman or Moschino is going to say, Hey honey, you just tell me what to do. I'll kind of, you know, follow and do what you want to do. Um, again, Passive, just looking for that approval from his wife, right? Taking, having her take total lead. And the developed's going to say, hey, you know, here's, where do we want to go together with our kids? You know, what do we really want to have them be able to do and feel as they come out of our house? And let's work together on something that, uh, that gets them there. Okay. So the solutions, right? For a dictator, it's going to be listening more, right? Spending more time listening to where your wife's at, what she wants, asking less, okay, not demanding that you do all this stuff, and then giving more, right, serving her more, because you want to, because it's uh, it's a kind thing to do, because you respect her. For the doormat or the mosquito, it's going to be out listening less, right, so not having her say everything that you're supposed to do, or, you know, kind of dictate everything, going to be asking more, making requests of you, right? Hey, could you do this for me? Hey, would you be willing to do this? Right? Can you get that for me? For me, for a long time, it was hard to ask even the smallest things. Hey, could you make dinner tonight? You know, it was hard for me to do that for a long time. Crazy, right? Um, and give less. And not that you just stop serving altogether, because that's switching into dictator mode. A lot of people mistake this, okay? And this is what I want you guys to get clear on. It's not strong for you to just totally discount what your wife says and say, we're doing it this way. That's being a dictator. It's coming from that same place of not really respecting yourself equally to her. It's saying, you need to be below me for for me to feel good. Okay. Instead of saying, you're not going to be above me anymore. I'm going to be above you. Okay. Developed is about giving and finding that equality and giving because that's what you want to do because you want to be that kind of man that kind of husband okay so giving less in the sense of giving less that you resent (laughs) giving less resentment so then the developed is going to really love your wife as yourself equally remember your own infinite worth and potential and that that's equal to your wife's stephen covey calls you know it being the balance of courage and consideration about courage, speaking up for yourself, consideration, understanding her point of view. You want to understand her, express what you want, and find that higher way. Okay, Get to something that you can both feel good about that's a win for both of you, that works for both of you. Okay, This is the key to not needing your wife, guys. And 
how to stop repelling her. The dictator repels her. She doesn't want to be around a dictator. The mosquito repels her. She doesn't want to get her blood sucked out of her, right? She doesn't want that whiny little right? She doesn't want that around her, okay? So the developed, that's who she wants, someone who's strong, who doesn't need her, right, to build up his sense of self-worth, okay? So fill yourself up with that self-worth, that love for yourself, you know? You need to stop needing your wife to manage your self-esteem or manage your feelings. Remember that infinite worth and potential. Understand where she's coming from. Express where you're at and find that higher way. Find that win for both of you. Serve your wife because you want to, not because you want to, quote, make her happy, okay? Anytime we're trying to make someone feel a certain way, it really is manipulative, okay? Even if it's trying to make them happy, right? We're kind of doing these things to try to manipulate their emotions okay, so that we can feel good, right? Versus serving her because we just, you know, feel like that's a good thing to do, right? Not that serving her won't make her happy. In fact, when you do it this way, just to serve her, she's going to be more happy because she doesn't sense that desire to take from her, right? She doesn't sense that desire that you're doing this just because you want to have sex later or just because you want to. Like you didn't clean the kitchen just so she could be in the mood for sex later, right? When you do that, that's exactly when you run into trouble. But when you serve her because you're like, hey, you know, you had a hard day, let me just take care of this. Guess what? If that's really your intention, she's going to be much more open to being intimate with you or being physical or, you know, talking with you or whatever. So we want to ask just right, okay? Ask for what we want in the marriage. Ask for what's important to us. Uh, don't over ask and don't under ask. We want to listen just right, you know, hear where she's at, but, you know, don't shut her down and don't like have her dictate everything and never put forward your opinion. And we want to give just right, meaning that we serve her in ways that do not create resentment for us. We serve her in ways that because we want to and because, and they're consistent with who we are and who we want to be. All right, guys. So great job. You know, think about ways and maybe you're being a dictator and mosquito. Look for ways to develop more. Uh, so stay strong and we'll see you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.